This is the Better Life, Better Work Show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm a life and self-leadership coach for authentic and ambitious small business owners and professionals. I show up here in your ears as a transparent leader doing the same inner and outer work that you are. I'm here to remind you that you're probably a gardener and not a machine and that soft, sustainable and soulful success is actually available to you on your own terms. Emotional presence and wellness are also available to you as someone who juggles both an amazing business and a beautiful life. I'm here to remind you that more is not better, better is better. This is episode number 159. I want to talk about curiosity today. And I want to talk about curiosity when difficult emotions show up. So let's talk about some of your pains and problems. (laughs) I'm I'm turning to my list in uh, my content goal journal. When comparison shows up, when paradox, doubt, when depression shows up, when overthinking shows up, when perfectionism shows up. When shame shows up, when overwhelm or low energy shows up, when procrastination shows up, when the frustration of being overcommitted shows up, when you're finding yourself really hypersensitive to rejection, when you're feeling burnout, anxiety, unable to sleep, or the simple, the simple, the simple clutter and overstimulation of the world we live in, when you find yourself people-pleasing or over- or under-functioning, what's your normal response? What have you been taught to do by society? What is your subconscious, automatic, non-intentional response to these difficult emotions, experiences, states. And what I want to offer today is the skill and the connection tool of building curiosity with these parts of yourself. And so as many of you know, we've been doing some IFS-inspired work both here on the podcast and definitely in my Soli's coaching membership program. And one of my clients had a a beautiful insight. She realized she's definitely bringing calmness and compassion and connecting to our parts, but it's stopping there. And what I notice that when these different pains or problems or parts of um, my clients come up is that most often they try to either coach them, they try to shove them away, They try to bypass them. They try to shove them in the corner. They try to justify them. So there's a lot of shame and judgments when these different parts show up. Y'all have heard me say many times. So for example, uh, hello there, depression. I see you. I'm here for you. I won't leave you. And so that's the connection, calm and compassionate 
like, welcome. I see you. I see you trying to get my attention. And then a lot of times for many of my clients who've been practicing it, it stops there. But it doesn't necessarily unburden our wounds, right? So to go to the next layer of healing and compassion is to begin to get curious. So what I wanted to share with you today are questions when these parts show up. And so for the sake of this podcast, and for the sake of my context of audience as a human beings, right, y'all are all human, but also business owners and professionals who are building better life and better work. So these parts, comparison, doubt, depression, overthinking, perfectionism, shame, self-judgment, overwhelm, low energy, procrastination, being overcommitted, feeling hypersensitive, burnout, anxiety, grief, uh, people-pleasing, all these, those are, in IFS language, what we call protectors. They are parts of your system that are showing up either consciously or unconsciously to protect some deeper wounds. So common protector parts show up in my clients. Um, ideas like, oh, I don't have enough experience. I want to have an impact. Will this be received or like? Definitely, in many people I work with, and including myself, the need to fix something or come to a resolution, there's so many different ways that protectors show up in our day-to-day life, and there are so many different ways we can respond. But today, I want to give you a handful of questions to begin to build relationship with these parts, because we know that pushing them away only makes them stronger and more determined. And after you connect calmly and compassionately with them, the next step is curiosity. Well, how do we be curious with these parts? And it was cute this morning, I was talking um, one-on-one with one of my um, women's circle clients and she was talking about her parts and she goes, I just tell them. And I was like, sweetheart, we got to like, you're just, you're just managing them. You're telling them what to do. And what they actually need is your curiosity. And so she had a part that was, she had a part, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the best way to share this. She had a part that wants to fill empty space with doing more things right? She's got a lot of space. She's created a lot of space. There's nothing she has to do. Um, She's got time and space and goodness in her life right now. But there are parts of her that are like, you're a loser. You're not doing anything. Everything's going to fall apart if you don't work during the space. And originally, when she checked in with those parts, she was like, oh, they're just getting mad because we need to make more money. And so I'm just telling them everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. She's just telling herself everything will be fine. But I said, sweetheart, let's actually connect with them and really get curious. And so we got curious and we asked in, you know, she asked in her own mind, I guided her through these questions, but asking what that part, why it was showing up now, what did it really want her to know? So here are some of the questions you can use to ask your uncomfortable parts when they show up after you've connected with them to gain more understanding. And if you're putting this in the context of meeting yourself and all the parts of you, when we meet somebody that we want to get to know, we don't just 
meet them and tell them to go to a corner of our room, (laughs) boss them around, if we really want to connect with them, if we really want to build a relationship, we begin to find out more about them. So these are some questions for very common protectors that show up in the course of being a human being. No particular order, just a handful of questions. Why are you here now? What's important? What happened that caused you to show up now? What's your biggest concern? What are you afraid would happen if you didn't show up right now? What are you afraid would happen if you step back? What would you need to relax a little bit? Is there anything I could do or be that would help you build trust in me? Are you feeling a deep sense of burden or responsibility? How are you trying to protect me? And what are you afraid would happen if you didn't protect me? These are some of the questions that I find really gather some good connecting information about our deeper burdens, about our deeper blocks, when we ask these parts directly instead of just bossing them around and coaching them and telling them what to do. Because I don't know about you, bossing them and telling them what to do hasn't really lightened things up in my system. And so one other thing I want to add to this is a concept we're taught in coaching school. And it's asking what I call like peeling the onion questions, where we say, and what else? And what else? So if I ask a client, what's important to you about, you know, making money? And someone says, well, I want to pay for my kid's college. And what will that do for you if you pay for your kid's college? Oh, it'll make me feel like a great parent. And then we ask even deeper, and what will that do you? So what will that do if you feel like an even better parent, right? And so what we're doing is we're digging to the question and the answer underneath the answer. And I find that many of these parts, just like it happened with my client, the original answer was like, oh, we won't have a house to live in. And what are you afraid would happen if we didn't have a house to live in? Then my partner would feel disappointed. And what are you afraid would happen if my partner felt disappointed? Ultimately, this part was afraid of sadness and rejection. And so once we recognize what those deeper wounds are and witness our parts through curiosity and through listening, we can hear their stories. And there are times when that in itself brings a massive layer of peace. a massive layer of relaxation to your entire system. And so these questions are just an alternative way for you to get curious about yourself 
instead of judging yourself. And it's one of the ways to practice being in self-energy, which is calm, connected, compassionate, curious, confident, creative, clear, and courageous. And so as we learn to practice curiosity in ourselves and around others, another example of this is when we put on that curious mindset, I have so many stories of this. So I remember, um, I'll share a personal one. I was going to share one about another client, but I'll share one with uh, some of the ways that I now lead myself when I'm out in the world. So there's, there's a way I lead myself here in my journals, but I can also go out into the world places where I might normally, um, you know, have conflict or rub up against people. So I certainly can rub up people politics wise, Um, whenever I get together with family, you know, everybody in my family is bringing all their baggage and there can be some, um, agitation there in the middle of all the love. And I remember a specific argument many, many, many years ago with my now husband, Bill. And some of you guys know that I used to be a rager. I used to have like, I would immediately go to from totally fine to screaming and yelling And rage was my part's way of protecting me from feeling sadness or scared. I didn't know that at the time. I just thought I had uncontrollable rage until I began to examine. Instead of judging my rage, I began to get curious about it. And so there was a day when my husband and I were getting into a fight. I have no idea about what, but it was a familiar pattern that many couples can have It's like usually the same old issue and here we go again. And we were about to start the here we go again. And in up until that time, my here we go again would turn into rage. And I felt my body getting hot and starting to react. And I felt the compulsion to begin screaming and yelling. And instead, I told my husband, I said, I need to pause for a minute because I recognize that I was getting into like a red zone of stop, (laughs) you're going to cause a problem, make a make a bigger problem. And I said, let me let me he was like, you can't leave the fight. I said, I'm not leaving the fight. I just start finding myself getting really agitated. And I don't want to say something I don't mean. So let me just pause and collect. And so I stepped back into our restroom and shut the door at the time for just a moment, I sat on the edge of the bathtub. And I asked myself, what are you so scared of? It's not what are you angry about, but what are you so scared of? And what I heard back was, I'm, I'm scared he's going to leave. And then I asked, what might my husband be scared of? Now, I was making assumption just to soothe my parts. What my, if my husband is mad, if people are mad, what are they scared of? What, are they, what emotion is underneath the anger? And so I made up a story to myself. I did not apply it as true, but I made up a story about what my husband might be bringing to the fight as far as fear. And as I was able to catch my breath, I walked back out into the room and I told my husband, I said, I'm not really angry. Actually, I'm terrified of being left again, right? Like this is a really old wound and the old wound is triggered and the the old wound is terrified of being left. And instantly my husband's shoulders dropped and I saw real life firsthand, the experience, I didn't even have to be curious with my husband, I just needed to be curious with myself. I have not had 
I've, I've gotten mad. I've been in arguments with my husband, but I have not raged like that. And that was probably over 10 years ago. Because now I know how to have a curious relationship with my parts. And I wanted to invite you to begin exploring a relationship of curiosity with the parts of you that you're most judgmental of, that you're most uncomfortable with. It just might change your life. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and want to dive deeper, come check out the Solely Self-Leadership Society. It's my online coaching membership community, a networking community, a place to belong, and a place where you can be coached by me in life and business. We dive deep into the practices of both being and doing that help us create our unique version of soulful success It's a special community of small business owners just like you, and it's where I show up and give my clients personal support at an accessible fee. Check it out at www.coachwithallison.com. As always, thanks for listening, and I want to give a special shout out to Elise Rich from Wide Awake Recordings for her sound production each week on my episodes, especially the car episodes, and for her music composition for my intro and outro. This show is sponsored by my three dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adopting when you get your next pet. More is not better, better is better. 